This is Cinemarchitects, where four future architects sit down, plot, draft, and design an awesome movie plot. Let's 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 get into this shit. We need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's boot up the podcast and get right into our listeners' ears. Should Welcome we... to what I'm... did you just say? I was going to say, do we need to type our username and password in before we enter into? Yes, podcast? the username is Cinemarks, and the password is butts. Uh, butts. <laughs> <laughs> you gave away yeah. the secret not to change it. <laughs> no. All uh, right. Welcome to Cinema Architects, everybody. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Nate. And we're all back again to bring you another rip-roaring good time when we make a movie. Yay! Nate, what do you got for us? All right, so I have an idea, but first off, I just want to acknowledge the fact that the four of us are in the same room, which is really nice. Yeah, we almost did it. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. It happened like two weeks ago, and then you fell off the face of the earth again. For a week. For a week. For a week. You were off the face of the earth for a week. Yeah. It's a real okay. time. There's other things underneath the face of the earth. Oh, oh shit. shit. Phoenix? Phoenix. That's what's, that's what's <laughs> it. Anyways, uh, I was thinking, we haven't done a kids movie yet, have we? We have not. Nope. No. Okay. We did kind of a kid-centered one with, it was kind of Stephen Kingy with that whole cave one. Oh, last, yeah, last time right. I cave you my heart? That's right, right, that's right. right. So I didn't have Good plug. Good a plug. clear <laughs> clear and cut idea to go with this. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you wanted to listen to that one, <laughs> go back to our back catalog and listen to Last Semester, I Cave You My Heart. Ooh. Ooh. Directories. Wonderful. <laughs> um, what were you saying? I was saying this was a hard one for me to think about because I, you instantly think about all the other kids' movies that have come before and you know what they were trying to do or say as a movie. So I was thinking, okay, kids' movie. It's probably got a moral. And it's probably bright and colorful. Of and it's probably got some extremely marketable thing or bunches of things. And dead it. parents. Gotta sell could, those toys. Could be dead parents as well. Um, could be emotionally dead. That's true. Uh, true. Financially dead. Their home life could just be dead. Something is dead. There's always something dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps their former child body is dead. <laughs> their former child body. Aren't all of our former child bodies dead? They're on their way out. As we regenerate <laughs> all of ourselves. Way so out. Often. That is it's an interesting question. Are we the same person? Technically, no. Outside of the that. baby teeth, I still have? No, not really. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> that is an interesting thought. Would the past self recognize the current self? I mean, physically, we are actually different. Like, isn't it seven years? Yes, seven, seven years like you go through everything? Yes. It's weird. Pretty much. I, really? I, I don't think brain cells regenerate those. I think those stick around. Uh, uh, I think those are science permanent until they go kaput and then see you. What happens after that? Well, Nate, <laughs> that's a great question of our time, isn't it? Um, <laughs> true. Today on Cinema Architects, we're in death. No. Um, okay, so I was thinking um, as far as the time period, I, I struggled with this one, so maybe you guys can help me out, but. I don't know. Part of me was like, I don't want to do like a group of creatures because you could be like, oh, it's a bunch of penguins on an island and then put story there. You know, something relatable. So I thought something that has to be visually striking, but maybe doesn't have to be quite so much as pandering. So I thought historical context. Let's set it in colonial times. We get white powdered wigs. I'm sure there's a few yokes we can make with that. You know, maybe some people are wearing red coats. Some are wearing blue. It's not a big deal, but just context for in, where in this America. Is. In America. In America. America. Okay. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> America origins. Anyway. No, it's not about that. Um, God bless the I mean, it's slightly about that. It is slightly about that. America origins. Rated G. <laughs> but then another part of me was thinking instead of going colonial, you could do just... Because another thing I thought of was, well, what was another thing I loved as a kid and still love now, which was Star Wars. And that's really not based on any historical thing. It's loosely kind of based on Seven Samurai or, you know, other kind of just broad mythology. But all, all in all, it just kind of is its own pop culture blender that is its own thing. Ah, so you're asking us to be creative geniuses. It was difficult. But yeah, I <laughs> thought they're going to have to do some heavy lifting. No, um, I was thinking steampunk. I really, really think that mm. that's an under 
shown, uh, I don't know, element right now. In yeah, film. Treasure just, Planet was cool, but it wasn't a success. And that was 2006. I can't think of the last time I saw steampunk in a major motion picture. I think it was while. earlier than 2006, wasn't was it? it? Or maybe 04. Because it came out around it, the same time as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, that's why yeah, then that would, that'd be 2003. Even that, they like so. they lightly brushed upon it, but like... It wasn't like full blown steampunk. Uh, in Harry Potter, you're saying? In Harry Potter, yes. In Harry, that's right. in Harry Potter, yes. Yes, exactly. Well, there is a little bit. I mean, there's Gringotts. Bit, yeah. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It's not completely bereft of steam. It's, it's magic. It's certainly punk. It's magic punk. True. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, especially those older ones when they get all like black clothes and very emo and so punk. Mm. Everything's kind of, you know, got that greenish blue grain over everything. Yeah. So, okay, if this is during... Col- are you picking between the two? I am saying those were my ideas. If okay. you'd like to add or subtract or pick... Well, how about, cause usually, how about old Chris Columbus uh, sails his airship over the ocean blue? <laughs> could do that. That could be a thing. Rad, yeah. We could, yeah, what, we could what's do the, it. Because uh, steampunk is usually in, like, what? Victorian, Victorian times, yeah, yeah. which is, like... Early 1800s. Well, it's got the world tomorrow. Late 1800s. I was trying to think of another. Oh, ah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a good example. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> of the same era. I mean, same time. <laughs> right. But um, the thing I thought about it was two different potential ideas. One in which involves working really hard at something, but then finding out, A, how much it you know costs to get this thing done. Or, you know, like, what are the personal costs to you? Like, let's say you were trying to run for mayor and it's like, you know, oh, come out and play with us, Austin. We're going to do this one thing. Ah. And then it's like, well, sorry, I'm really busy and I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. Busy trying to be mayor. Busy trying to be mayor. <laughs> you know? My mom says I have to work on my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks, Billy. <laughs> we're just going to go outside and stuff votes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, something like that. Or another one I, I thought about, which might be more prevalent to a society today, would be kind of a parable or a cautionary tale of, you know, maybe too much technology. Mm. Like, I think that's a big story these days, is how can we get children a little bit less addicted to screens and technology? With our screen. In. With our screen, w- right? So that's right. that's the true <laughs> irony of it. In order to break out of the system, you gotta be a part of it, Josh. Deal. That's the thing. Now, but I also really like the idea of just teaching children the price of ambition. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Because you never. I feel like you don't see movies where the main character really has to work for something. It's a, it's a no. It, it just. Happens. It just happens. The chosen one is a very trite thing that's used in mm-hmm. a lot of children's I movies. I think it would be interesting if we had a children's movie where it's like they do work hard, and usually they do. I mean, yeah, okay, you don't see everything on screen, but then it doesn't work out for them. That's you what know? I was about to say is like, I don't want it to work out for them, but I want them to find out a little bit later because um, I don't want that to be the very end, like, well, it didn't work out, but we're still going to get ice cream at the end. Yay. Um, I wanted it to be something more like, it doesn't work out and then time passes and then like let's say he's working on something and someone's like wow you're really good at that like where'd you learn to do that he's like well it was for this but it didn't work out i want him to learn and i want him to grow from failure and i want to show kids it's okay to fail right and it should be an experience that everybody goes through mm-hmm. and it helps you grow as a person yeah was no, my idea with the film exactly yeah no it's i a like very that helpful too. message yeah yeah here I, here I was thinking the kid would just grow up to be entirely disillusioned and just like well, I guess I'm 20-something now. Here goes yeah. the rest of my life. Camera pans out, goes into the clouds, <laughs> credits roll. And that was the thing I struggled was like, this is gonna, this could potentially be a really tough movie. Yeah. I mean, this would be, if you're someone marketing this, this is not a fun one to market because you don't want to show all the depressing, bleak moments. You want to show the fun, happy, like, it's a, it's a kid's movie. There should be a lot of uplifting. Well, yeah. well, if Don Bluth can do it, we can do it. Yeah, so that's that. true. That's very true. Although Don Bluth still has a lot of moments in those movies that are still very fun and oh, sure, colorful yeah. and joyous and whatnot. So it's definitely something I thought a lot about as I was you know working on other things today was how do you keep that balance of like it's really... You feel what the character is going through. You feel his pain. You feel his struggle. And you see that, yeah, life doesn't care. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes you put your all into it. Sometimes you dot every I and you cross every T. But guess what? 
it's not enough, you know? And mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? How do you grow further as a person? What does that mean to you? Um, those were kind of the things I was thinking about when I was formulating the whole thing. Okay, so I think... So we're, we're setting up the theme then. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going back to either... Colo- I, I, think I know, right? To, like, I think it needs to be either either colonial or steampunk because if we go steampunk, then we go totally different world, I think, with it. If we go colonial times, then we go like pretty... I mean, mm-hmm. Disney historically accurate mm-hmm. stuff, which is mm. to say that loosely. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's really interesting is like, as I'm thinking about it, I kept thinking, what will be more relatable if I were a child watching this? You know, like, for example, I, I kept thinking about Toy Story. What is Toy Story really about? It's about, you know, being replaced, basically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that, you know, you only really understand it because you get to see it through the toys, because the toys have that unique perspective of they will they will very quickly be completely worthless and completely junk and assuming there's no death in toy story land which i don't know if there is unless you're like incinerated yeah like there's re- no old age you don't yeah. just pass on yeah time but, is a very strange thing for toys what i'm getting out of those three movies I've especially seen. <laughs> if you're plastic i mean you're gonna be yeah. there for a long time those I'm poor toy soldiers very interested into seeing what they do with toy story 4 That's my my prediction is it will be something this is the one you know what it's like tony stark woody has to die <laughs> <laughs> he's been there too long <laughs> somebody <laughs> has to die he's getting way too expensive you know they can't keep him on the payroll like that he's just gotta die <laughs> oh my god yeah. And and the ultimate irony is it will be a snake in his boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god! It's they, they just call it Woody. It's just about Woody. Woody. It's like Logan, but it's just oh. Woody escorting an iPad across the country. And Woody dies. <laughs> <at the very end. laughs> He's got a fucking beard drawn on and Sharpie on his Sharpie. face or something. <laughs> <laughs> And he's taking Buzz with him in a wheelchair because Buzz has both of his legs broken out. <laughs> Someone has come along, partner. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, excessive stuffing in all the scenes. Just yeah, excessive stuffing. Out. You've always wanted to see an R-rated Toy Story. <laughs> My prediction, though, on the fourth one is it will be the weird, like, kids are getting sick of physical toys and they want more tablets and video game type things. Oh, and yeah. how did the toys deal with that is my only prediction because there's no more. I don't know how you can bring Andy back into this. No, I, I don't think he's coming I back. I think you need I, to do, give it a different perspective at this point. But I could be wrong. That's just my thought. They, I guess they do, they do go into that a bit with that dinosaur short you is know short? yeah they like a short it anyways their new what is their new owner the, the, the child the, 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 the child little, <laughs> the child little, yeah. little child the little girl the little girl anyways yeah. she is like one of her friends gets a new video game and she ends up going play that like the whole time while they're like doing their own thing so maybe they're getting off a little bit into that already mm. yeah that's true I just hope it's not like, it's the same story as the second one or the third one, but now it's the girl giving away the toys. Like, it never ends. Ooh. Like, I mean, we get it. I think they've made that point really clear in the second one, which I think is a little bit underrated as far as the Toy Story movies are concerned. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's only because they're all so good. So. It is. Yeah. I vote steampunk. Sorry, yeah. So back to the theme. (laughs) I'm okay with steampunk as well. Because I think, I mean, you get into colonial time. Hashtag so white. Let's let's be real. That was one of my issues with it. I was like, this is not going to be very diverse. Yeah. Yeah, And you can make it a lot more egalitarian if you make it an alternate future with steampunk. That's what I like is is you're not really tied and bound to something. I just wanted to pick something that was very visually like... Oh, this is this thing, you know, it needed to be simple and digestible enough for kids. Yeah. Because part of me thought like maybe it's an island where it's a bunch of creatures that have bear heads, like the heads of a bear, 
and then like their their torso looks like um, a walrus, and they're very different. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, bear walrus. Think about it, though. Are they also bombs? <laughs> They're not bombs. <laughs> they have no explosive qualities, Dang and it. they have hair. Stupid movie. <laughs> Stupid, dumb. 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 Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag last week. Um, no, I, I mean, think about it though. With Doctor Seuss, oh. you got the Grinch. There's no predisposed anything for what the Grinch is, at all. But yet you kind of get it. Because of how he's described, and because the Who's, even though they're also different, they're basically people. Yeah, they live in houses, right. they have cars. It's just a little bit distorted, you know. Right. So that was the challenge. Was like, well, you could be that creative, but at the same time, like, will that be relatable? And then do you have to spend too much time like explaining this is why there are bear walruses, or this is what a bear walrus does? Right. I don't know. I think with a steampunk, you're like, it's already there. You yeah. know, it's our. It's just this really cool place, and I think. There's a kid, obviously. Like the kid uh, had. Do you? There can't be an adult in no, the main role. No, in it's got to be a kid. Kids movie that's yep. weird. Yeah. Except now that I'm thinking about it, the Muppet movie. Adults were the main characters, but they're basically giant. They kids. are giant kids. Yeah, that is true. Love that movie though. Anywho, so the, I think as a kid, and he's trying to invent something. That was my thought. Yeah. yeah. He's a tinkerer. Then he's a tinkerer. Yes. What is he inventing? Is it a robot? Is it a new form of transportation? Is it a teleporter? Is it a time machine? Is it a drink? Maybe like a machine that, I don't know, stitches clothing. Oh. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah, sewing like, machine type of thing? Or? Yeah. yeah, except yeah. with arms. Except arms with arms. Actually, yeah, you know, like mechanical arms. Not real arms, people. Right. Jesus. <laughs> mechanical arms that are stitching things together. Hey, Dad, can <laughs> I borrow your arm? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, if it has arms, he could probably weaponize one, too. To I was just thinking that could lead into yeah. making those arms do something else. We'll call it Tinker Taylor Soldier Spyglass. Spyglass. <laughs> Only if it has the word revenge of in the beginning. <laughs> revenge, revenge of the, of the Taylor's soldiers. The Baragoids. <laughs> but Baruses. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is developing something. But what? And I mean, I, I think I like this. I like the stitching. The stitching. Machine. Yeah, maybe yeah. his mom is a seamstress. There and she's go. poor and she has to do everything by hand. And he's like, I got to help my mom. And I like fixing things up. And my dad's a watchmaker. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> it's steam. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> 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 He's a DJ on the side. So a steam DJ. So what are the rules? A in steam J, the, if in you the will. Steampunk a steam society? J, yes. The, the rules? The rules. Are there robots? Because wa- some steampunk there universes, are no there rules. are full robots, or they've got jetpacks, but everything is just... St- like, it's it's stuff we don't have, but it is still kind of weird, old-timey technology. I think it's just... I think it's like the technology we have just... In just a steampunk. Different sense. Just a whole lot more, like, dangerous and hot and, like... Danger of burns. Right, right. Okay. Like there are airships instead of airplanes. Okay. There are different screens instead of cars. Instead of TV. There are trains instead of cars. Yeah, sure. stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like so it. it's relatable things that we uh, let kids can relate to. Like, oh, I get all this transportation. <laughs> I get it. But it's something different. I'd like. Maybe this is just way off base, but I'd kind of like if there was some reason to have like a, an out of place megafauna type of thing. You know, like when I think of like, I just keep thinking back of Treasure Planet because that's a cool movie. But like, you know, they have space whales in Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, whoa. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like an establishing shot at the beginning of the movie. Right. And he's like, you know, the kid walks outside or something and it's like, whoa. And then there's like the big city around him and there's, I don't know, like a like a big giraffe with a palanquin on the back of it or something. And it's carrying around rich people or something. Mm, like that, that would be cool. I like, that. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool, right? Yeah. I yeah. just came up with that. Good job. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to me to pat yourself on the back or do you, you got it? You yeah, got I got it. it. I'm, yeah, I'm got in it, the process Rob. of it. There, there you oh, go. There go. <laughs> I usually use a back scratcher. <laughs> the hand one, the hand one. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I, I, I like that. I also think that this also should be a Sky City. 
It's going to happen. It's <laughs> okay, the sky sure. city. What do you yeah. guys think of the I'd idea? like it to be a layer, the sky part to be a layer of a layer? the city. A yeah, layer? like like the, Oh, like it's stridient? Yeah, no. there's a different strata no. of it. The whole city's in the sky. Like Bioshock? Yes. Because Bioshock Infinite is in just a sky city. Okay, yeah, it's a sky city. With lots of steampunk elements. Yes. You're asking for Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asking for. All right, that's fine. Austin, I mean, to your defense, there's plenty of other things. Before and since Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes, the Sky City has been done, but no, that's I fine. enjoy I, it. I was just curious if I that's like, what we were going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, I, li- okay I like it. How do they get the giraffes up there? We don't, they, they don't <laughs> explain it. I don't think we explain this shit. It just happens, and there's a, the first scene is you coming into the Sky City, and you see it's all beautiful, like the shot of the, the dead like thing in the dead world in Coco, like oh, that shot where dead. he gets in. Oh, it's, you need to see. Need it's to. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's it really is? good. It is. It's on Netflix. It's I right. watched it two days ago. Oh, I might watch it tonight. Then. Love yeah. it. But they go in, they see the whole city and it's yep. beautiful or whatever. That's the shot I want right yep. away of the sky city. And then you see the giraffes and you see the airships and all that jazz. Yeah. You set up the tone right away. No, I, I agree. I want a bunch of like Rube Goldberg-esque stuff mm-hmm. as we like just zoom mm-hmm. around this whole city and we get little snippets of daily life for people to yep. establish, obviously, the setting and kind right. of what these people go through. Right. Cool. Um, my question was, I was thinking what or who would be the antagonist and what do you guys think of, um, a parent could be father or mother who I kind of wanted to make it like whiplash for kids where they're like, this is not good enough. <laughs> this is awful. Like go back and Steam do burn. this again. So oh, so you're thinking Steam his burn. parent, his parent is like, this is not there, good there's enough. And that's dead, part of what there's a dead parent. Uh, so what's not dead? What no, 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 no. I'm saying like emotionally dead. Like Josh Oh said. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so emotionally there's, dead. Sorry. The, there's our dead parent. What is right the there. protagonist's arc, and how does the antagonist serve that? That would be my question before saying who the antagonist is. My thought, or maybe it, gotcha. The protagonist is going to see something, an end goal of if you do this, then you will win first place, and if you win first place at this science fair, which is going to be like basically a world's fair, but we'll call it the science fair, and it's this big thing, and that's where everybody gathers once a year to reveal their latest and greatest uh, invention, but only one invention will go on to become something that's adapted by the society um, and brought to market and blah, 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 because obviously we can't just build factories for everything. Or maybe just like the fact he can get first place for... Or, yeah, the, the gratification like, of, like, I did it. I was yeah. the best, you know. It's not too big Hero 6, is it? Well, that's what I was thinking that like it, it I mean, is it's going to be hard to yeah dodge it, that minefield. That's yeah, true. It, not the it, Big Hero Six minefield, but the minefield of children's. Right, space. right. That's true. And I and I was thinking about that, and it is very much like Big Hero Six. But I I want this more in the fact that he he is going to fail, mm-hmm. and Big Hero Six. I guess he does, but then he doesn't. But I also you know? want this to be just this kid. I don't really want him to have a group or team of sidekick characters that are like. They can be there, but I don't think they should be there helping him at all. They're they're more just like, well, I wish you could be like at the beach with us, but have fun with your steam sit and spin or whatever. Right. Like blah blah blah. Hey Nate, this is Marsha down in marketing. <laughs> uh, heard that you don't want to have sidekicks in the movie. That's gonna be a no go from us up here. Uh, uh, well, you tell the studio I put freaking bears in the last. One. <laughs> There's no more animals left. Damn it. <laughs> I. I, I just think I think that we need to show in this film not necessarily with just a montage of him working on this thing. No, I don't like, want I it think, to be a montage of him working. I want to actually see him working. Right. Like during it and just him going I, through this process. I want this movie to be five hours long and two of those being dedicated to him just sitting down and <laughs> putting something together. Yes. I mean, seriously, how many times have you guys been in the architectural studio at like whatever in the morning and you're like, okay, two more pieces oops, I just smashed part of the model. Now I'm going to be up for another three hours. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think... That's not in any movie. No, and it doesn't have... I mean, it doesn't have to be every single scene of him no, doing that. No, I don't that, want this to be... A, like I said, it shouldn't be a slog. This is still no, a kid's movie. It's a kid's but, movie. It's a nice hour and a half. Wrap it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think... I mean, we get... He, we just see him working so hard at this, you know, and he's he's so committed... 
And like, cause now we, now the Disney movies are starting to get into, you can't just wish upon things. Yeah. You have to work, work and then you get and the reward get or the whatever. Reward. Yep. Well, now we're going to be like, yeah, you could probably work as hard as you can, but, but sometimes, sometimes it just enough. doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know? And that sucks, but that doesn't mean failing isn't bad. Granted, they do show that in Meet the Robinsons. Very underrated movie. I have not seen it. <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, you don't need to see it. Robbie can go <laughs> suck it. Danger, Robbie. Danger. <laughs> it is an underrated movie. That's eh, not my favorite. I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> basically, but I mean, that one's showing that like failure, like it's not the end of the world. Like you learn from yeah. your mistakes. But yeah. I mean, I Tom think, Selleck's in it. That's kind of cool. And Tom Selleck is a picture in it. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> he voices somebody. He voices a dad, I think. Does he? Yeah. I don't know. Who That's does- why they make the joke, and then he shows up as a voice actor. Hi, I guess I I'm just... Tom Schellick. Look who knows more about this Meet the Robinsons movie than you do, Austin. Maybe Ooh. I like it more. I don't, though. I'm so done with you. I'm so done with you right now. I'm so done. Austin, put the knife down. Put the knife down. We're, we're done. We're done here. Oh, no. That's very expensive. Um, I don't know. My, my thought of the agency of this character being... Like, yeah, he wants to get first place, but I want the parent to also be there, almost like that overbearing parent that says, like, no, you can't get a dog because you don't know anything about anything because you're a kid and you don't have any responsibility whatsoever and you don't know what it means to be responsible for anything. Um, and then my thought process of, of him like pushing this kid, like this is like, what are you doing? Like, this is such a dumb idea, this sewing machine thing. This is so stupid, you know, whatever. And like almost pushing this kid to the breaking point until eventually that parent or antagonist or whatever has a change of heart where it's like, you know, I was only saying that because you you were doing so well with everything. I figured if I if I just gave you a little bit of tough love and pushed you through some of these things, you would come up with something even greater than if I just said that's good enough. See, I guess Which I was thinking. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking that the antagonist would be at the end, like he fails, and they're just like, "Wow, you failed." Well, like, that's that that's the greater <laughs> theme of antagonism is terrible. Is yeah, you fail. I mean, there's there's no face you can put to it. It's it's just a thing that happens. It's like you know. Oh no no no! I guess I was thinking that the parent would be on the side oh, of like you failed, you failed, like you're done. That's like whole. That's like you have no future now. Like you know, like just done. Damn! Is you there know? any repentance left for a character like that? Well, that's the thing. It, it, is if they're like, well, I was just trying to give you tough love and push you. Because at that still point, be... you're pushing them to, to what though? But that's. I think that would still make it kind of cool, like Whiplash, where it's like, yeah, at the end of the movie, it's kind of cool, where like, you know, you're like, okay, J.K. Simmons, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I still fucking hate you because yeah. you're a jackass. You're, well, <laughs> I think I would like to see it to where he's like, I was just pushing you to do your best. Like, before the competition starts, he's like, I was just pushing you to do your best. You did so well, son. Like, you did it. And you're like, oh, I actually like this pair now. We're good. Yeah. And then at the end, he fails and he's like, you're like, this is done. This is crap. You're, you're, you're done. Like, you failed one. And you're like you're back again. Like no, he was actually a dick the entire time. Wow, roller coaster here. So there's yeah. no the, the the parent is ultimately the villain, and there is no yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. I guess yeah, you could. And but then maybe his other parent. Then, I mean, I think I think we need to show that he himself learns that failing is not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I don't think there should be somebody telling him because this is also showing that like, hey, kids, you can figure these stuff out on your own. You know, yeah. like you are smart enough to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody telling you that this is the point. I would kind of like it if there was some like, I don't know, some epilogue or at least or something showing the consequence of his failure and how it probably ultimately helped him, mm-hmm. you know, just based on kind of the premise that, like, you learn more when you fail, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I, I would just kind of like that payoff because, you know, I, I, I kind of don't like it when there's just like, yeah, you fail, but it's okay, and then it's like end of movie. Like, I'd like to see a little more come of it. That's just me. Maybe he doesn't win the competition, but maybe he's a happy mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Like something few, like that. Like he's yeah. just yeah. a good mechanic right. and, has, and, and all the skills good he learned. Yeah, and is a good parent. And he's just yeah. like a happier person than whoever won or something. And it's just, yeah. Guess. Maybe he sponsors a competition himself. 
Right. Mm. Is that too much? Is that too much of a... No, no, no. I th- it's, it's a kid's movie. Dude, oh, that's fine. Yeah, go over the that. top. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, don't show them... Maybe the competition's very glamorous and just don't show any of the glamour that attracted him in the first place, but show him as like a gritty, very hardworking yeah. man. Or maybe he makes a bunch of his own inventions too. And then everyone's just like, hey, like you did that one way back in the day. And like, that was like, I mean, I know it didn't go well, but you know, it was pretty good. And these new inventions, they're fantastic, you know, but he like, he doesn't submit any of them. Cause oh yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's just like, you know, like I'm kind of past that. Like I, I enjoy these for me. I don't need anyone else to tell me that this was the right thing or the best thing. Right. He just makes useful people for useful things for people who need it. Exactly. He's, yeah, oh, that I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Just like give it to some, Homeless kids or whatever. Maybe this is how like, we bring the giraffes in. Yeah. Because he's like so enthused by the, the competition, the glitz and the glamour. And, you know, you don't see any oil stains or steam burns on any of these people. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, they're out riding their giraffes and this and that. And in the end, he doesn't end up having any of that and doesn't care about it. Doesn't care. Because yeah. oh. he has what's important in life. A heart. Which are his little pygmy giraffes that he got himself bred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be giraffes. cute if in the back, like, that's the last scene. He goes into the back. He's got a little like, pygmy giraffe. You don't have yes. to change. I mean, there's always oh. a little bit of good in there. Can his knitting machine end up working and it makes socks for all these little homeless kids? Oh. Make socks for homeless kids. I, I get, why not a home, though? Knit, knit a knit, home. Knit them a home. Well, if you could <laughs> sacrifice a hundred socks and make one tent, you know. Well, maybe he. I makes mean, a okay, maybe the machine. orphanage. Maybe they're not homeless. Maybe he makes something. Because if I'm a homeless guy, I'm Sorry. like, thanks for the socks. Like that'll be nice for a week till they're disgusting. Actually, hey, socks are one of the most important things mo- by homeless yeah. people. Really? But yes, actually, socks. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, anyways, I knew that because my my church they used to we used to make these little care packages. No I kidding. had a few granola bars, a couple pairs of socks, this and that. Huh. May have had a little bit of cash, but it was, a, you know, it's for the people on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, I need help. Of mm-hmm. course. Here's a clean pair of socks that you probably don't have. Anyway, uh, I was going to, you know, I was going to say something more important about the movie. And then here <laughs> I'm going about all this good stuff. No, to, hey, to in, inform the good people about the need for socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you oh, oh, what if he just invents something that makes building a little more efficient oh, and that, is able yeah. to build homes mm. for the for the, for the parent we can show a family very similar to his that we saw at the beginning of the movie they need a new house or they need things patched on the house so so the the building the knitting machine transitions into like modifying that to build a house better kind or of may, thing? i mean it could just be a new tech maybe, or it just a new just, thing. maybe okay, it was yeah. a knitting machine and then the parent was like this is so stupid like we have sewing machines like yes this is a little more efficient but like there's very little innovation here or whatever. But then because he makes that and it didn't go well, he accidentally kind of discovered a more interesting way to build stuff. Yeah. We see this family's home that has a huge hole in the ceiling. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's this, we see an airship drop a huge bronze gusset plate and the knitting machine goes, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. It's like, yeah. Boom, like, it's, I mean, it's like so a whimsical. riveting system or Completely something. Completely ridiculous. You yeah. You wouldn't put, a massive plate of bronze on top of like a wood home, but yeah, it'd be really funny. It'd be cool. It'd be a whimsical kid movie. Exactly. Moment. Yeah. yeah. So idea, the antagonist is not actually a parent, but a quote unquote rival. Boo. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. No. And he's the one that is just like, Oh, you failed. Like blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, we see him actually making a home for this guy because he's down on his luck. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'd also like it if, if he does have this rival, I'd like to see scenes where they're both working equally as hard. And maybe the, the kid who we're rooting for works a little harder in some instances, but still comes up short. Right. I don't think the rival wins either. No, I, don't, I, just, I, don't think I, so I just think he's no. just, he's there. He has his invention. No. He's probably third. Yeah. And he and the kid that we're rooting for is second, probably. Yeah, or maybe not even. No, and you could do a little bit of both. You could have you could have the parent that still is a little dismissive, but you don't have to go to like the you lost everything. Like I disowned you as my child. Yeah, yeah. See, I know. I I'm I'm stepping back on that. I'm stepping back a little bit. I'm sorry. I hate you, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What about this? What about one parent? One the tough love parent who's like 
all right, I mean, you need to work harder, you know. So mm-hmm. he's he's trying to hammer or hammer in the lessons. Yeah, as we'll see later uh, in the movie, of course, mm-hmm. in the end scene with the with the rivets. Uh, <laughs> so he's trying to hammer in the lessons, and he's always hard about it. And in the end, he's like, well, I mean, you tried and you lost, but whatever. It's the other, a little more supportive parent who kind of drops the facade once it's done. Is like, all right, well, you've had your fun. It's time to stop. Oh, I like that. I like that they flip where the supportive one is like, yeah, keep, no, it's great, Tiger. Like, that's fantastic. But then when it all like falls to crap, the supportive parent is like, I think it's it's time to stop. It's time to stop chasing that dream. But the other one's like, well, but the other one's like, look at all, look at all of this that you've learned. Look how far you came. And not like exactly the same tone. Like, yeah, you lost, but you know, like I said, you worked hard and. You still, you're, I mean, you don't have to stop working because you're done with this competition. Right. I kind of like I mean, the we still, we still that. need yeah. things at home. You still have a, you know, you're eight. You have a job yeah. in this society because we're poor. <laughs> and yeah, and look how far your <laughs> you know, skills have come. Yeah. You're, like you're, we, you're we, so much better off than Now we else. need you back at the shop. Now like we're not that. just giving you a hand. Now we need you back there. Right. So it's like consist, tonally consistent, this guy, but. I like that. It's like mm. you kind of learn that it's important. Yeah, like I you do with a parent's tough love. Do you think we're uh, good enough for a plot synopsis or anything left to patch up? Uh, do we want to talk more about the visual, kind of bring this world to that's, life that's, a little that's bit? That's a yeah. thing. Is, yeah, we can, we can talk fun adjectives at this point. Um, we, so the, the his family, you were saying, we were saying poor right away, but I want to say like middle class. Yeah, that's... Oh, the the slightly poor oh, middle class family. Lower Austin. middle class. Yeah, my lower, lower middle, middle class family. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's an allegory for North Dakota. All you, all you well, fucks up here. So mid- middle class is kind of a time period specific thing. Do we? What was the time period again? 1880s Victorian type of stuff. If it's but steampunk. but it's but it's I don't know I don't know if we'd necessarily put a time on it. No, it but just, I mean that's kind of the basis of it, right? The right. basis of where the design and yeah, right, the thought process comes from. Because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't really a middle class. No. You were either poor oh, yeah. or very rich, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. So in that I mean in that regard, I kind of like the idea because you had brought up like maybe all these rich. These rich assholes are riding around on their on their giraffes because you know they're well off. Uh-huh. Yeah. What if in the steampunk society, if you have anything organic, you are considered very rich? I like Ooh. it. Yeah, because nobody. Maybe you has get to that. take trips to the surface. Ooh, oh, I like there that. You go. The surface. The, the surface, yeah. right? Whatever that is. Yeah. I, well, it'd be the surface of the planet they're on. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I meant. I bet rich people have like bird I did. cages That's why I too, like you. really big, elaborate bird cages, <laughs> oh, yeah. like like an almost an aviary and like all kinds of freaking birds, birds up there. Steam aviary. See, I know that that time yeah. period you were either really poor, or really rich, but I like the idea that they're middle class because that he's aspiring to be better than what he is, but then I think he realizes that like I'm fine where I'm at, and I can use my privilege to help others that are less fortunate yeah. than I am. A kind of a, you know, like I didn't win, but I've got a lot right now and I'll develop I, my skills. So they're not destitute. No. Right. Yeah. They're not, right. They're not no. yeah, they're not like, like shekels for the day, sir. Yeah. You know, like, like they're, I think they need some bronze for my pots, <laughs> I do. Cause isn't there like the merchants of that time were not rich. Like you had well, a you were. had a you had a merchant class that was not rich that was just like they were they were pretty well off but like they weren't rich they weren't by any nobility means. or anything but like they did pretty well like they had niceish clothes and stuff yeah but I mean that's the middle class and then you have the royalty and you have the ones that own the fucking East India Company and you have all those people that are like they're the bourgeois they're higher yeah. merchants are bourgeois about the, the proletariats same thing no. Actually, entirely different. Sorry. We apologize to you communist listeners out there <laughs> for that slip and factual error. <laughs> Anyways, I just... I, just, I, I like the idea that he kind of has to work. Or yeah. He wants to... Maybe he doesn't have to, but he wants to. He yeah. feels like he wants to. No, yeah. Because he's I, looking... He's looking, like, up here as far as what his family yes. should have. And up, up here meaning very up, high. 
Right. <laughs> audio <Yeah>. format. <laughs> sure. If you don't get that up here means up, <laughs> you maybe shouldn't be listening we to this. We got our eyes here. Our listeners do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking out for the little guy here. I suppose this is a child's film. We have to like we got down We got to work on our lower. Sorry. Down here. means Towards the ground, oh, if anybody doesn't know that. It's not an up or down question, Austin. It's here and there. You dick. It was definitely up or down. It's like he's looking up there, thinking their family's down there. Right. In reality, they're not so bad off. Right. Yeah. 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 So he feels obligated to work. The tough love parent is like, ah, you know, I don't know about that. And the supportive parent is like, oh, come on, just take him to the shop. And then eventually, like, he's actually really good. And his, you know, the so-called supportive parents like, no. I mean, it's time for you to stop and do your studies. And it turns out the tough love parents are like, well, I mean, we've kind of gotten used to him. And, you know, he's actually kind of good at this. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we should. Uh, I really love that. Yeah. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to hire you on mm-hmm. full time. Mm-hmm. Talk to Gary and HR. Get your, <laughs> get your 401k set up. Yeah. Set up. <laughs> What if there's like an epilogue scene where he's like much older and like, yeah, you see one of those large ships fly over a house similar to his that rivets the thing on the top, which looks really similar to his. Yeah. (laughs) Keep talking. Um, And then as it rivets it on the top, um, it flies off and we cut to the kid who's now very old and somebody is like, they're not like it's not a giant ceremony, but maybe it's a small group of people, or maybe like a couple scientists. We're just like, if you hadn't like thought of it this way, we would have never gotten to the rivet thing that you just saw fly overhead. Like he didn't invent oh. that, but he invented kind of the forerunner for that. I like mm. that. Mm. I like that that he didn't, yeah, end up inventing it. But like he didn't they, make a calculator, but you made an abacus, and without that, well, we they, would have never got to the calculator. They friggin' give him his money, or did they? Does he get rights to any of that? Does he crap? get his? Yeah, I, I don't know. And that's that's the thing, and that's where you you can do it. The kids' movie where it's like, yay! In the very very end, it all worked out. Or you can be like, he took pride in that moment, even though he yeah he he's not getting a statue, he's not getting a huge check, but like it brought you just see him smile and grin, and he like pins a little newspaper thing up on the wall, and we like cut to black or something. You know, like okay, yeah, yeah. I like, I like the little small, more nuance. He's just like, you know, that was that meant everything to me. Yeah, like, all the struggle was worth it. Yeah, nuance is good. I, I mean, that's why Pixar films yeah. are spot yeah. on. That they still seems nuance. like winning a competition, though. Like in the end, he was. That's the th- and that's where you'd have to really downplay it. Where it's like three really avid nerdy guys know he is, but everyone's just like, okay, like this is just a guy. Like maybe he's at a store in like a. Like a Walmart, but it's not Walmart because mm. it's steampunk, so it's Steam Mart. But um, fantasy Walmart, fantasy Walmart, and he's like just getting groceries with the rest of the wh- whoever's, and like one really <laughs> nicely dressed guy walks up to him, and is like, "Oh my gosh, you're blah 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 blah." Like, I would have never came up with this one thing. Like, did you really make blah blah blah? You know, and what some- if he just writes the book on? What if it's not an award or a something bestowed? But what if he just wrote the book? That'd be yeah on steam riveting. That'd be fair. And so he goes, I don't Sounds know. riveting. <laughs> and so he goes, you know, he goes to the store and someone notices him for that. And, and he's like, oh, can you sign this for me real quick? I, I have my copy of Steam Riveting Level 2 right here. Open. Hey, my my, my wrists are broken now. I'm very old. <laughs> Is he really my, that old? <laughs> Let me get my Steam signer. <laughs> <laughs> Got to dot the I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not my name. <laughs> Racing it. This is still in my wife's setting. Belina Fimb. Belina Fimb. That's the naming convention there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So whatever that mean, means. So is, what, who is he? It doesn't have to be English. No, it doesn't. It's that's just a little... Uh, little Anglo-centric of Robbie. Well, right? that's what steampunk usually is. It's pretty no, Anglo-centric. Polina Fimb. So, Tom Fimb. Tom Fimb. Tom Fimb. Visually, what do you guys think this movie looks like? Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet? <laughs> steampunk? That's all I've been yeah, thinking of. But I, I, I was thinking, like, there's if it's a sky city, maybe... Gussets and rivets. Yeah, gussets yeah. and rivets, but, like, like the whole organic Balloons. thing. Balloons. Balloons. 
But what if there's like a few trees, not as many trees, but every tree is just like plastered with like buildings jutting out the sides and stuff, kind of. Oh yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I kind of pictured like that, or like when you said trees and it's like organic things or rich people things, like maybe they're only like way high up on like balconies or something. And that could be too. Yeah, where yeah. as you kind of visually look up a little bit higher, you'll notice there's more trees near the top. Grown mm. on balconies, yeah. There's no actual field or anything. More and then the, the industrial like, gutters, on the yeah. It's all kind of grossish on the bottom, because ham-fisted allegories. Woo. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think visually. No, I, I like I like this for kids visually. I think it goes very industrial to more natural yeah. as you go up. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, uh, sounds like we're about ready to wrap it up and cast it. A. Let's do it. Cool. Cue the music. And we're back. <laughs> That's us coming in for a landing and getting ready to cast. Um, uh, who's got the the main character again? I do. Do it. Okay. So we in and in the break, we decided that this would be an animated movie. Oh yeah, That's very right. good to clarify. It's, yes, it yep. kind of so, fits out a lot better. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna do voice actors. I yep. mean, they necessarily don't have to be voice we did, actors. You know, we didn't discuss animation style. Two D. End of story. Really? I was thinking three D. Of course you were. Ugh. That's a just it gives us yeah. a lot more depth mm, yeah. with really. the city nope. and everything. Nope. Yeah, you can do that with. Watercolor backgrounds. What are you doing? Being you. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, stop that. <laughs> okay, so if it's 3D, murder. is it, I mean, are we thinking kind of resembling the actor? I was thinking not? maybe a <laughs> little sort bit of. more cartoony. Only if this is a steampunk world. Cartoony 3D. Yeah. Because if it's a steampunk world where things are... You know, wildly imaginative, like, have fun with it anyway. Obviously, we're not emulating real right. life. I mean, I was definitely thinking just, like, new Disney movies. That's, that's Gosh, Austin, get some creativity. Right. I'm sorry that I'm not into your anime shit, Robbie. It's not everything 2D is anime, Austin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, 3D, modern, <laughs> contemporary Disney. Go ahead with your... Pa- I just wanted to okay. get that out there okay. so we can yeah, visualize. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sure. Maybe physically describe your characters as well. Ooh, yeah. Do oh, that. Don't, oh you know, okay. Do that. Okay. Um, so my... The voice actor playing mm-hmm. the protagonist, I picked Cree Summer. Oh, of course. Yes. Of course. She is in basically everything in the 90s. She is Susie Carmichael in The Rugrats. Uh-huh. She is Kida. In Atlantis, sure. mm. she's number five in uh, Codename Kids Next Door. She's, oh, a, she's great a great cool. voice. Okay. Um, yeah, so all of all of those. So I was thinking like spunky, spunky protagonist. That's fair. Describe so, the spunk. So the spunk. <laughs> there's so much punk spunk and spunk. Ooh. Punky spunk. Wow. <laughs> Steam spunk. But are there skunks? <laughs> Title of the movie. Steam spunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mind is blown. <laughs> okay. Um, I was thinking that she do she's always wearing like a like a newsies cap, you yeah, know? Yeah. She's got very uh curly, I want to say curly sure, hair. Sure. Um she I'm going to say she is African American. Okay. Um she wouldn't be American in this. She she has darker skin. Um, and she's, I mean, I think that she's dressed like uh, somebody in a shop, you know, what I would usually dress, like a tinkerer, you know? Oh, she's got, she's got brand stuff. Denim everywhere. Denim everywhere. No, 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 not denim. Canvas. Maybe like a overalls, overalls and a leather jacket. Yeah. And what do you make overalls out of? Denim. Denim. Okay, yeah, okay, you're right. Corduroy. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, God. 
Not if you're bringing it into a workshop. Overalls with one patch Ooh. on one knee. There you I go. I feel like yep. she... Yeah, she, what's that patch made of? Bronze. Bronze, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. Clink out, clink out. And then she's got glasses, but like one glasses are like those magnifying yep. glasses yeah. that come yeah. out. You yeah, bet yeah. Yeah. Mm. You bet it oh, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there and there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Nate, maybe take it away with the antagonist okay. kid. So for my antagonist kid, I chose someone who is a little older, but I think his voice has a quality where you could still believe him as a child. Although I wanted it to represent an older child to where it's another obstacle of like, how are you going to beat this kid? He's got two more years of experience of doing this competition. And I chose Elijah Wood. Uh, okay. Okay. I felt like his voice If he really wanted to He could come across As like just very Like condescending And just like Well that's really easy Like all you have to do Is plug this into that Like mm-hmm. only a three year old Would have messed that up Blah 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 And he definitely wears A top hat Even though it's clad In a couple metal pieces Here and there right. But it's, it's very primmed And it's very specific As it sits upon his head um, And I think maybe he's probably tall and lanky because um, all protagonists are very angular shapes uh, of course you know triangles are evil everybody you mean but, a- antagonists but yes sorry anta- did I say pro- yeah, antagonist my mistake mm. thank you um, well I mean every antagonist is the protagonist of their own story certainly oh, of their own mind it's true it's very yeah. true mm. yep. and I wanted him to be wearing um, probably a nice vest over a what's that vest made out of? The vest I think is going to be leather, <laughs> leather, leather vest. I think one half Bronze. of it will be leather. <laughs> the part where it splits down the middle, uh-huh. one half is leather, and the other half is going to be some kind of synthetic material. Maybe not leather. Could be pleather. <laughs> leather. I was thinking pleather. like a almost a I wouldn't say plastic, but it's definitely something that's not quite super metally because obviously it has to be a little bit flexible, like a rubber, Chain like man. a thick rubber scale mail chain mail that'd be cool okay. yeah half chain mail half leather that's pretty badass plate mail plate mail and then underneath that he wears um because he's richer he has a shirt that clearly was made from animal skin so it's got like it's like almost like a buffalo hide thing underneath the vest pretty cool and then he's got these big clunky yeah. metal mm-hmm. boots mm-hmm. so every time he walks yeah. around all you can hear is like <laughs> oh you hear him coming oh, yeah yeah Nice. Okay. Well, Who's next? I can do mine. Mine is pretty quick, so I'll just do mine. Okay, sure. The simpler one. Uh, I so for the supportive parent who turns out to uh, kind of squash the dreams of the uh, our protagonist, the real mm-hmm. protagonist, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, cast by Austin. I picked Rose Byrne. Oh, from X Men movies. X Men. I was thinking Bridesmaid. Oh, she isn't. Is she in that? <laughs> yes, she is. Okay, she's the bridesmaid who is uh she's the rich one and she's kind of the happy face one oh yes yeah so i picked her because she has a very warm look to her and i this is kind of how i imagine the character because i picked it before i knew we were doing animation okay um i mean she's a very you know she's a pretty woman she's got a very warm smile to her yeah um i mean she i mean she looks supportive and she's i think she acts that way too very nurturing right um but she can learn look very stern as well what was her name again? Rose, Rose Byrne. Byrne. Yeah, yeah. I'm she plays the secret either. agent character in the new X-Men movies, mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. Apocalypse and First Class. Uh-huh. She's also in Spy. Oh, okay. that is. Yep, she yep, is in yep. Spy. That's right. Some other yep. stuff that I, I know. I know seen. exactly yep. who this is. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So no, I, I just think there's um, there's going to be a lot to the face of this character because she's not. I agree. She's not working in the shops or anything, but she's you know kind of there with her kid. I mean, maybe she's doing stuff around the house. Sure. Um, but it's a lot in the facial expression because it, I mean, it really does, you know, turns on a dime. I mean, she really, it all turns around when he loses and he's, she says, well, I think it's time for you to stop. Mm-hmm. Turns very serious. I like so, that. Rose Byrne. Nice. Good pick. Great pick. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I have the outwardly antagonistic uh, parent who just really has the uh, values of hard work in mind, I guess. And I picked Tom Selleck. Because <laughs> of course you yes. did. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Um, and so I'm thinking the character. Um, obviously, Tom Selleck is like this nice, stern, gruff man with a mustache, and um, his character 
probably doesn't look exactly like him, but he's, I, I'd imagine that he's, he's got this like big, thick, like welder's apron on or something. Yes. Yeah, he um, does. What's that made out of? Like leather. I don't know what's a welder's apron is made out tell of. Me, tell me, tell me he's bronze. always sleeveless. Always yes. sleeveless. Oh, oh, um, oh, exposing cool. part of like a metal shoulder that he has. Oh. From yeah. the one accident, the only accident he's ever had in his entire career. Correct. What if it was caused in very small part by the child? Ooh. Oh. Part of the reason why he's like, you can't do this. Part of the reason why the kid maybe thinks he's a lot more angry at him than he really is. Right. Mm. Right. I like this wrinkle. Holy crap. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, also, very big, bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. What else mm-hmm. is bushy? That mustache. It's gotta be. Mustache. Say it. Say it, Yeah, the mustache is Yeah. Yeah. The mustache needs its own Actually, he's just got a little soul patch on his chin. Make him shave it? Like, sorry, Mr. Selleck, but we want you to shave that. For this animated feature, you need to shave (laughs) it. Yes. (laughs) I won't do it. Uh, Yeah, that's... um, I think the extent of my casting there. Did you describe your your character's uh, get up? I described her face. Yeah, you've only described yeah. her face. It's like what, warm. What does she, what does she it's wear? It's a warm face. I had nothing in mind. Is it a warm... You meant she walks oh, around naked during n- the film? Naked. <laughs> no, naked. I don't know. Probably... Radar. Um, <laughs> like it's a child's movie, of, but one scene. <laughs> one, <laughs> the rest of the movie, it's totally kid oh, themes, but then man. she's just naked in every scene she's in or something. <laughs> Oh my like, god. god damn it. I can see the activist posts on Twitter. <laughs> Rose Byrne ruined my childhood. Uh I don't know, maybe just kind of like a I kinda like her wearing pants. Almost yeah. kind of like a piloty okay. sort of pant. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, a part of pants. Pants. some beige, yeah. kind of like a, a tunic sort of thing going Pockets on. Pockets everywhere? I think she's got plenty of pockets. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to make her look... Some pockets, some zippers, some buckles, maybe a keyblade. Some of that. Uh, I I don't want to overdo it. I want her to look useful but not not cartoony over not the cartoony top. yeah i think she's yeah. she's a kind of a grounded I, character i agree i agree zero puns intended hey because oh, of this guy city thing mm-hmm. that's right it's good mm-hmm. i like nice. the idea of the giraffe as the ultimate symbol of wealth because yes. its neck stretches up it's higher so tall. <laughs> yeah. yes. i really like that every time i introduce an animal in one of these episodes it's like my favorite thing ever <laughs> oh i think uh Maybe they're maybe they're coin. They don't have paper currency. They have coins. Metal coins. Oh, yes. absolutely. Oh, oh, they have giraffes on the coins. Yeah. Only on their only on their platinum. Ooh. Only on the one that's the, the most. Yep. And maybe that's yep. the prize for Ooh. the for this kid's tears is a platinum <laughs> coin. It's got a giraffe on there. That's yes. awesome. Nice. Yeah. And maybe some of the lower currency, like bronze or something, has just little birds or something. Yeah, birds. They're cheaper. Like little. Yeah. So it's just animals. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little cheap mm-hmm. cheeps. Maybe. Cheap cheap. That's really cheap. interesting. Yeah. Two piece. The money system is all animals. Yeah. That'll be two sparrows, please. Ching, ching. Oh. oh. And they're actually called... Yeah. So you got to come back with at least five giraffes. Can I have my own airship? That's like three giraffes. I don't think you can afford <laughs> that. Oh, I'm imagining the scene where um, our child, our protagonist child, yeah. um, he, needs, he just needs that final supply. And uh, maybe this is... I don't know if it's the mom or the dad who does this, but I, I like to think that, you know, maybe it's the dad because he's kind of got, maybe he's got knee pads on for when sure. he gets down to work on these machines. It's like, all right, whatever. He just wants the kid off his back as he's trying to work. Um, pulls the sparrow out of his knee. Gives it to the kid. Oh. Like, made a little pouch by his knee. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Cute. It's got a sparrow to the knee. Oh, oh, shut up. My <laughs> We're wrapping God. this up now. <laughs> I used right. to be a podcaster like you. <laughs> Thanks well, for listening. Well, everybody. Robbie tunes us out. We'll, uh, we'll all start up our airships and float on out of here. This has been Cinema Architects. Um, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Please, that helps us. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Gmail. We'd love to talk to you. And, um, yeah, just to reach, reach out, I guess. <laughs> For Cinema Architects, this has been Robbie. And Nate. And Austin. Captain Josh. See you next time. 
Hey, listeners, if you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at cinemarks at gmail.com. That's cinemarks, not Karl Marx. Cinema, R-C-H-S, at gmail.com. And if you'd also like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Cinemarks as well. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>